Welcome back to West Bev. I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel. And this is your Beverly Hills 90210 podcast, where we break down every episode of the 10-season show. Today, we're talking about Season 3, Episode 24, Perfectly Perfect. Mary, what happened this week? Callie is still not eating, taking diet pills, which Dylan thinks might be dangerous, and over-exercising instead of letting her body rest. On top of all that, Jackie is still trying to sell the house to people who keep touching all of Kelly's stuff, and it's almost Kelly's 18th birthday. Donna has invited half the class to a surprise party for Kelly, but she didn't exactly find a venue yet. Jackie won't have it at her house since people are constantly walking in and out, and Brenda doesn't feel comfortable hosting this particular event at her house either. Kelly can tell something is up. People keep whispering and talking to other people instead of her. Luckily, she runs into Steve, who is more than happy to spoil the surprise if it makes her feel better. He promises he'll be at the party. Kelly feels relieved because he's the only person she feels like she can trust these days. Speaking of Steve, he has somehow made his way onto a dating game show and wants Brandon to come along. Brandon doesn't want to because he doesn't want to fight with Steve over girls anymore. Steve mentions again that there will be girls there and Brandon changes his mind. Brandon runs into a girl in the hallway, Celeste, who says she wouldn't mind going on a date with him, probably. But then she meets Steve. It turns out that Steve, Celeste, and Brandon will all be on the same show together. Brandon says he's a puppy and not a shark or some other third, more masculine animal. Unfortunately, it's not enough to impress Celeste, who ends up matching with Steve. Steve and Celeste are whisked away in a limo to a date in Santa Barbara, I think, and not to Kelly's surprise party where he promised to be. Celeste says, don't worry, she'll date him really fast so he doesn't have to entirely miss his best friend's 18th birthday party. Dylan picks up Kelly and she's freaking out because she can't find her shoe, but also because she's definitely taken like five diet pills today, but also drank coffee and caffeinated diet soda and only had like three bites of potato salad. Eventually, Jackie finds Kelly's shoe, and Kelly and Dylan go to the peach pit for the no longer a surprise surprise party. On the way, Kelly feels overheated when it's cold outside. Later, she starts feeling worse and goes to the bathroom to splash water on her face. Brenda goes to look for Kelly because it's almost time for cake and finds Kelly collapsed on the bathroom floor. Kelly is taken to the hospital where the doctor recommends therapy and an eating disorder support group. Kelly denies she has an eating disorder. The others visit her in the hospital, Steve too, because Nat told him what happened and he found his way to Kelly. Brenda tells Kelly she loves her and Dylan stays with Kelly in the hospital as all the others leave. I feel like this episode takes place over only one day, which is, I feel like something, they're, they're really tightening it up. Like, I'm pretty sure at the beginning of this show, we're like, and then three weeks go by. Yeah. But now it's literally like, I don't know, it's Friday or something. Yeah, but, I, I think at most it was like two days. Because I was thinking, I was like, wait a minute, which I know we'll get there, but like Donna still doesn't have a venue and the party's tonight or tomorrow? I think it's got to be tonight because everything we see with Steve and Brandon is like, you have to come to this recording with me tonight. It's at 5 p.m. and we'll be done by Kelly's party at 9 true so yeah i mean i i assume it's a friday i don't think we ever actually get the idea of like what day of the week it is but we'll say friday so it's friday morning before school 
and Kelly has posted up in front of a mirror so that she can watch herself exercise. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, my little heart. Oh, I know. And she keeps like upping the machine, which it was a Stairmaster or maybe an early elliptical, not 100% sure, but she keeps like hitting the button to make it go up to like 1500, 15 minutes. Not clear. So it's either resistance or it's time, which would be really interesting if it was like on a timer. That's kind of interesting. But anyway, yeah, she keeps like mashing that button during the little montage and clearly just like sweating all down her face. She's definitely tired. It makes me honestly think of the, um, did you guys watch a lot of Full House growing up? Uh, yeah, I don't know that I could mention specific episodes, but oh. maybe. Yikes. I remember the episode you're talking about. When, Is it DJ? Yeah, it's DJ. it's DJ. Okay. When they all go to the gym and Michelle's in the cutest little outfit because she's like, I don't know, she's just the cutest thing. And then uh, she DJ just spends all her time on the elliptical just trying to like fast lose weight. And and it's it just reminded me of this, um, which this happened first. So I think. Yeah, this probably happened first. Around the same yeah, time, but still probably I, was first. Say, I, I think it would depend on the season because I'm pretty sure Full House started maybe a teeny bit before this one. Yeah. Or like about the same time. Like I think they were both late 80s. No. How old are uh, Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen? Because they're older than us. Barely. Like maybe two and a half, three years or so, I think. Yeah, two or three years. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, so yeah. I think Michelle was probably like four or five, so whatever. Oh, that episode came out in 1990. <gasps> oh, oh, okay. Color me surprised. Yeah, because like, I don't think I had very specific episodes. Um, I mean, with her taking the diet pills and like moving so much, it reminded me of the whole I'm so excited thing from, from Saved, Saved by the by Bell, Bell. Yep. which was, you know, essentially her taking speed except it was to study instead of to lose weight right right yeah there's been this is basically this happened a lot around this time period in television I mean I think this is probably a pretty solid trope of like skinny girl wants to get skinnier it's like we've seen Kelly work out and like be fit in the past and then yeah she gets an eating disorder I know it's crazy I mean and, I mean, obviously this episode was kind of like last episode for Brandon with Duke's Bad Boy, you know, hitting rock bottom or, you know, hitting the breaking point for his gambling. And so we really see all of the signs and, and, and everybody starts seeing all of the signs. But it's like the most blatant it's ever been because mm -hmm. Kelly goes downstairs because it's time for breakfast and she immediately takes a diet pill and... um gets on to David about eating donuts. It's like, how can you stay so thin? Which, been there. I mean, my husband is the skinniest person on the earth, and he makes even me feel bad, and I don't feel bad about, like, how, like, skinny or not skinny, like, I am. Like, I don't feel, but he makes me feel bad because he's so skinny. Anyway, I get it. But then he's, she's like, did you eat my banana? And she's so irritable, like, so, so upset. And obviously it's because she's not eating. And so mm -hmm. she doesn't eat at all. She just pours herself more coffee. And she says things like, I shouldn't be eating anyway. Oh, my gosh. No, it it really upsets me. Like, I totally get, you know, 
why Jackie probably doesn't notice that this is that big of a deal because she's got other things going on and like she's been a model and she's taken diet pills before and like I'm sure that in Jackie's head she's like well I also did a ton of coke so like diet pills are fine just don't do drug drugs right but yeah like she's taking the diet pill she's being so irritable she's making these comments like I shouldn't even be eating like these obviously because we're all seeing it like warning signs I'm just like oh my god Jackie how have you not seen this how are you not doing anything about it and Jackie's just like she woke up on the wrong side of the bed because she's almost 18 yeah obviously obviously so adorable that she's turning 18 and they're trying to throw her a surprise party and they're all so bad at it (laughs) the fact that Donna calls David and he just picks up the phone and he's like hello no I can't talk right now no she's right here no we'll talk about it later we'll we'll still have time for it like, I swear to God, he was pretty much just like, no, I can't talk about the party for someone else. For Shelly. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know someone named Shelly, David. <laughs> Ew, David. <laughs> God, I wish. I've been watching so much Shits Creek lately, so it's, so it's on the bread. It's on the brain. It's so good. God, I wish we had that David in the show. Could you even imagine? And Alexis, both of them. Right. Oh my God. Alexis would fit right in. And David would say all of the shit we say probably about everyone. But he would have better <laughs> facial expressions, which wouldn't work for the podcast, but would absolutely make us laugh. <laughs> oh my God. He would do it so well. Like, yeah, I'm just picturing the facial expressions of him just like, ugh. All right. <laughs> yeah. Like, the uh when he decides to leave and they find him at like the Amish farm in the middle of the field I texted Alexis <laughs> okay <laughs> sorry David I didn't respond to like one text <laughs> it's so good I am in love with David and Alexis Just... it is so good have you watched it before no I'm this is my first time through yeah oh I, we're God. like mid season two Oh my god, I wish I could see things through your eyes. Oh, it's incredible. I'm uh, I can't even with them. It's so good. That's one of those shows where like I watched it through and I think I I think I started it right before season five started on TV, but like I watched it through and then I was like rewatching it while watching season five and then I did it again. Oh yeah. The, I already told Nate this is like a show I'm gonna be rewatching just all the time. So it's so good. Anyway, but yeah, David, this David, um, <laughs> is real bad at planning surprise parties, and yeah, he might he might as well have been just like, sorry, Donna, I can't talk about Kelly's 18th birthday surprise party right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, like from the get go, it's so obvious that they're talking about Kelly, and like especially with all that she's feeling right now, she is taking these pills that are like you know messing with her biology all this stuff of course she's gonna start feeling paranoid and be like why is everybody being so weird around me honestly a little surprised that she didn't put two and two together true without I mean, steve having to tell her yeah you're right i mean she was getting there like i think if maybe she had had like another clue then maybe she would have gotten there because she automatically is like okay why is everybody acting weird and the problem is is because she her biology has been so messed up and she's taking all these diet pills she just isn't even in the right frame of mind to be thinking oh this has something to do with the fact that tomorrow or today or whenever is my birthday Mm -hmm. so 
No, I definitely think she would have come. If anyone other than Jackie had mentioned her 18th birthday, because seriously, every time she talked to Jackie, Jackie was like, it's because it's your birthday, isn't it? It's because it's your birthday, isn't it? Right. It's your birthday. Hey, kid, remember what day it is? Your birthday. (laughs) Also, I don't know about you guys, but like, I don't know anybody that was depressed about turning 18. Like, I clearly was depressed about turning 30. I think I was even depressed about turning 25. But 18? No, I was thrilled to turn 18. I could vote. I could buy cigarettes. Not that I smoked, but I could have. I could buy a lottery ticket. Is that right? Yes. I could. That's about it. But you could do it. (laughs) Yeah. No, I like... So I think, you know, it starts at like 10. You're like, oh my God, I'm double digits. Then 13, you're a teenager. 16, you can drive. Yeah. 18, yeah, I'm pretty sure like I didn't smoke and I still went and bought cigarettes. Like I think I found someone that was like, do you need cigarettes? I can buy you cigarettes (laughs) now. Would you like me to walk into this store with your money to buy you cigarettes? Because I can because I'm 18. (laughs) Yeah. And like – I I loved scratchers. I never oh won God. a single thing. I knew they were a total waste of money, but I was like, I can buy them. My, I think I told you guys. Maybe I told you guys. Maybe I told somebody else. Anyway, on my 18th birthday, I went to buy a lottery ticket, not just the scratchers, but an actual lottery ticket, and I used the lost numbers, and I won 150 bucks. So nice. Maybe I'm cursed for life, but you know what? I was 18 and I could do it. <laughs> oh my God! Something is gonna happen to you. Like much later in life, and it's just going to demand $150. And you're going to be like, <gasps> I also just had a thought. I'm also now terrified of planes. I'm just That's saying. What happened. <laughs> just That's saying. what happened. It, it was a trade off. Damn it. <laughs> Did you use the lost numbers? And then the next time you got on a plane was like when you hit an air pocket? No, it, you know, it was like 10 years later, but you know. <laughs> Same thing. They were completely unrelated. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Speaking of unrelated, Mm -hmm. Brandon and Steve are going to be on a game (laughs) show. That's a perfect segue if I ever heard one. (laughs) Which, like, it doesn't make any sense to me that Steve is like, this is a favor for my mom that we're going to go be on a teenage romance game show. Yeah, like, what fate, like, what, who, who asked her to? get Steve to be on a game show. Yeah, who is like, we can't find enough horny teenage boys to be on Teenage the Dating Game. <laughs> yeah. How do we get more? And she's like, boy, do I have an answer for you. <laughs> I have one. <laughs> yeah. He has one friend. Another friend. Maybe I can get two. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. Brandon doesn't even want to do it until Steve says girls with legs all the way to their necks. Which, which yeah, I think we're about to say the same thing. Like, can you imagine? Like, what a visual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been reading a lot of r slash men writing women on Reddit, and it is the most amazing thing in the world because it's always just like so many legs, her breasts tightened. <laughs> what? Wow, I didn't realize that I could do that. <laughs> I know. Like, I read that. I was like, no. How? <laughs> yeah, you just like shoulders forward, just like, Ugh. I don't have breasts that are minds of their own, so. <laughs> 
but yeah, hearing girls with legs all the way to their neck, I'm literally picturing just like legs and then like my head coming out of it like, hi. You know what I'm picturing? Yeah. Yeah. Where are the arms? (laughs) They're at the knees. (laughs) Oh, boy. You know what it makes me think of? It makes me think of, you know, remember those like Halloween costumes that look like Tweedledee and Tweedledum where the legs just are like, it's like a ring, like a hula hoop around. Just imagine pulling it all the way up. (laughs) That would be hilarious. Oh, boy. Yeah, it was a weird comment, Steve. It was weird. And, like, yeah, I just wrote gross Steve. And then they were talking about, like, you know, these girls are perfect. And that's when Kelly comes in and is like, nobody's perfect. Well, and before that, we get not my quote of the week, but just one that I found gross. Um, And it was actually a little clever writing, so I kind of liked it. But I also hated it because of what it was. Steve said, these girls have been handpicked by old men who call themselves producer. I heard that because I was like, ooh, that that's a little too true. Exactly. That's why I was like, that's kind of smart, like writing. But then I was like, ew. Yeah. That's it's real skeevy. Very. But, very. I mean, it's it's true. Like yeah. I, it's even true on these shows. Just mm-hmm. like, no, we have to pick the hot teenagers. Yep. Even if they're 28. Yeah. Also, there was one thing right before this scene, um, because that was when Steve and Brandon were in the hallway. Uh, But Mm -hmm. before that was, I think it was Kelly talking, because it was the Andrea and Dylan scene, which was like the scene number two that we've ever gotten between them. And she was asking how the article was coming, blah, 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 blah. Kelly walks up and, or wait, no, when was this? No, I think that was before that because... They're talking about the article and Dylan's like, oh, I could just write and write and write and write and write. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, third person in a group that doesn't make any sense, Donna, comes up. That's what it was. Because she couldn't figure out where to have the party because she mentioned the peach – or well, I mentioned in my notes the peach pit in Dylan's house. Because mm-hmm. I think the more I was watching this and, like, they have the conversation later in the DJ booth – I think they were originally supposed to have it at Donna's house and she had a venue, but then her mom decided not to leave. Yeah. So they couldn't throw the party there. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's where we were. And somebody, I forget who, I think it may have been David. I didn't write down who said it, but he said, I hate surprise parties. It's like having a job interview on your birthday. Dylan said it because then Donna goes, when have you ever had a job interview? Oh, that's right. But also... I could not make the connection between surprise party and job interview. So I was like, this has got to be the quote of the week because we can talk about it. (laughs) I just, yeah, like, does anybody really ask you a ton of questions related to it being a surprise versus a regular party? Like, I imagine people come up to you and say, like, oh, were you surprised? No. Okay. Maybe it was, like, the fact that all the attention's on you. But it would be on you for a regular party anyway. I know. That's why I didn't understand it. I don't know. Okay. I thought it was fun. I agree with you. But yeah, I <laughs> maybe it's because Dylan's never had a job interview and he just assumes <laughs> that like this is just what people say. <laughs> I think the analogy is just both make you anxious. Yeah, like make you uncomfortable. He <laughs> yeah. He doesn't know. You yeah. get presents at a job interview? <laughs> The entire company waits at the front door for you at a job interview. Yeah. 
no wonder Dylan doesn't want a job <laughs> if he thinks that's what it takes. I mean, he's participated in a surprise party before, right? You would think. From, well, for season one, with when we all thought the Walsh, Walshes were going to move away, mm-hmm. he participated. I guess we like didn't pay enough attention to Dylan at that point because he just was hot boyfriend. True. True, true, true. I guess yeah. we were a little distracted in that episode with Brandon and Andrea. Brandrea was almost a thing. I'm so glad it wasn't. I don't know. I still kind of want it to happen a little bit. The problem is I'd rather have Stondria. Oh, totally. Totally. And if this episode reiterates anything, it's that Brandon and Steve fight over girls and you can't have them going after the same girl. So just give her to Steve. Mm. Like, I I know nothing about Celeste and Steve versus Celeste and Brandon. But like, this is the first time that Steve's ever gotten one. And every time Brandon gets one, it ends poorly. Oh, yeah. I mean, we don't have a running theme on our podcast of Steve's Girl of the Week. It's Brandon's Girl of the Week. And sometimes it's Brandon taking Steve's Girl to be his Girl of the Week. Um, I mean, even when, like, it's a little bit after that, um, they're still talking about the game show and, and Steve is still trying to um, convince Brandon to go. And, I mean, Brandon does actually make a good point where he's like, he, he's the one that says every time you know we're put in front of the same girl we fight and our friendship is just not like it's not worth it to to get mad at each other and all that so totally get it but he brings up the twins he brings up brooke and he brings up nikki and i'm like oh my god that's four people counting that was all this season (laughs) yeah but like like damn guys like there's plenty of other ladies there's Andrea. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm sorry. I'll get off of that. I'll move on. But yeah, because the same exact thing happens this time where, like, they walk past Celeste in the hallway or, like, Brandon walks past and then Steve shows up later after they're already talking and Steve's just like, you want that one? <laughs> yeah. I want that one. But Brandon, how can you want her? I want her. <laughs> I saw her second, Brandon. You Come know on. second is the best. Because <laughs> well, even when they're on the game show and they're like holding the little hearts that have people's names on them and they both pick Celeste, I was just like, y'all, we just had this conversation. <laughs> yeah. Like, I felt very akin to it because – we constantly sit on this podcast and we're like, I watched this episode an hour ago. I couldn't tell you what the third animal was that they asked Brandon about. <laughs> and Brandon and Steve are like, two hours ago, we said we're not going to fight over the same girl. I want Celeste. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> oh, and also I felt so bad for everyone else in their little game. Oh, God. Their game was so awkward. That whole thing was so awkward. It really was. I mean, from the very first moment when like – the producer comes up and he's like, are you guys ready to meet some hot girls? And they're like, yeah. And then he's like, oh, I didn't hear you. Like, it's, it's the stupid, like, say it louder. And they're like, yeah. And then Steve has to, like, answer a question about, like, whether you put out or not on the first date. And he he got blushy. I was like, hold on. Can I and Zering blush on command? Because that is something I would love to be able to control. Because I blush far too often. <laughs> 
Well, I just love that, like, yeah, he's asking the practice questions. And the first one is like, what's the farthest you've gone on a first date? And Steve's just like, I can't say that on television. And he's like, no, no, no. You're supposed to say, like, Van Nuys. You get it? And then he's like, where's the weirdest place you've kissed a girl? And Steve, like, jumps out of his chair to go, belly button. He's like, I got this. Like, no, Van Nuys. Yeah. That was the joke. Come on, Steve. <laughs> it's like it, – so I just listened to a podcast and I don't remember exactly what it's called. I think it's called like the Dating Game Killer or something. But it was about this guy who like – he was a serial killer who participated in an episode of the Dating Game. Like that was the whole connection to the whole thing. Oh, but man. They have a whole like they have all these clips of him on the dating game where he's answering all those stupid little questions and being like super slick about them. And I was like, this is very uncomfortable. <laughs> is everyone on this show a serial killer? Perhaps. Like, ugh. When Brandon says he wants to be a puppy. Yeah. I mean, the, let's be real. That was probably the most logical answer because, like, puppies are known to be loyal and, like, easily trained and all of that. <laughs> and a shark is not. <laughs> you just whack him on the head when he does something bad. Yeah, you just put his nose in it and it's fine. <laughs> no, Brandon. <laughs> bad. Um, <laughs> just spray him with a little water. <laughs> Stop yelling at me, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it kind of tracks because puppies are loud and they don't know how to use their teeth yet. (laughs) (laughs) And puppies can't dance. Puppies Puppies can't can't dance. dance. (laughs) Can't argue with that logic. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I got. I mean, yeah, because I think the other one was a snake or a tiger. I think it was a tiger. Well, regardless, like, I don't think I would want to be around a shark and a tiger but i've never met a puppy i didn't like so i tell puppies i love them as soon as i see them i mean like if you're walk if i don't know you and you have a puppy and you're walking down the street i will stop and i will talk to you the puppy ignore <laughs> you you don't exist only the puppy and then i will tell it i love it <laughs> it's like that tiktok where the guy like rolls his window down and goes you i would die for you it's just a puppy hundred percent absolutely so like i get it basically all that to say is i get why he said puppy but oh no and like if you look at brandon and it's like tiger or puppy you're like puppy now if they said tiger cub or puppy what would it be still puppy yeah 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 Yeah, because tigers are like ferocious and yeah they grow yeah tiger cubs grow up to be tigers and puppies grow up to be dogs (laughs) bigger puppies (laughs) yeah like of the three answers i think the only one that would truly disqualify anyone for me would be shark yeah "Mm, no i would i would i would pick them if they said shark (laughs) (laughs) hey i just think that's what michael would say so oh that's very true i could see that that's fair i mean he likes sharks (laughs) But that tracks and works out for us because we're not fighting over the same animal. <laughs> we all picked a different animal. Because <laughs> the other question, so they ask Brandon that. Where I guess I'm just going to talk about this love at first sight. That's fine. First, because I, I still want to talk about it. Because then, yeah, the next question 
that somebody asked Steve is if he could bring three things to a desert island, what would he bring? Which feels like too many things to ask someone to bring to a desert island. Mm -hmm. But I love that he's just like, well, my cell phone. (laughs) Yeah. So I can leave. Sunscreen, because, duh. And you. I mean, now he figured out how to play the game. Oh, yeah. I feel like they actually meant the belly button thing to sound good. (laughs) To be like, no, he actually figured it out. Right. But, yeah, when he said sunscreen, I was like, yeah, I would pick Steve. I totally – especially in that little mock turtleneck he was wearing. Like, how adorable. He loves those little mock turtlenecks. I love those little mock turtlenecks. I'm for it. He just looks cute. Guys, speaking of turtlenecks, (laughs) I – a while ago, whenever I got my license with my name change on it, it was very cold that day. And so I went to the DMV and apparently I was wearing a turtleneck. And so my license picture has me in a turtleneck. And every single time Nate sees my driver's license photo, he laughs at me because I was wearing a turtleneck sweater. Why? He just thinks I look silly in a turtleneck. And he's like, I can't believe you wore a turtleneck to the DMV. <laughs> I was like, as opposed to what? It was cold. <laughs> I bet Caitlin looked cute in a turtleneck at the DMV. That's very true. Well, I also didn't make eye contact with the camera. So. <laughs> you know, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> it's okay. When I went to get my driver's license with my name change, I did not think about the fact that they were going to take my picture because I had just gotten my last one so I was like oh I don't need to take a picture and they were like yes you do and I like still had wet hair I hadn't put my makeup on so like I look insane (laughs) I look ridiculous in my picture well thanks for making me feel better but another fun fact not this has nothing to do with turtlenecks or mock turtlenecks, but Celeste Lundy, um, she is her name in real life is Jennifer Grant, and she is the daughter of Cary Grant. I like that. I know. Oh, and Cary Grant is the person that Kelly thought was in It's a Wonderful Life. Exactly. So it all goes back, bringing it all back. Yep. But what's interesting is she. I mean, she had a pretty like lengthy imdb page but not as of recently like she kind of stopped after like 2015 but really most of her acting credits are in the 90s which i thought was pretty interesting so Hmm. you know celeste i realized i don't think i wrote it down but she did ask one more question because i thought it was the most insane question in the world very insane all of these questions i was like who asks three things you bring to a desert island you ask like one thing or like three movies Mm -hmm. like you have to be a little more specific with these questions but yeah she asks brandon if he could get a plastic surgeon to create the perfect woman out of all of their body parts what would he do and he was just like well i'd want all of you to look like celeste and then somebody else picks him (laughs) i know girl like, yeah, screw these other women. I just want Celeste. I'm a one-woman kind of man, and it is you, Celeste. And she's like, I can change him. <laughs> yeah. I just, 
would have rather him answer the question like I want your legs I want your hair and I want your nose like just give me something because that answer was just like screw you guys I'm putting all my chips in on Celeste well and they do like him and Steve both pick Celeste and like have her on their little hearts and I was gonna be so mad if she picked Brandon oh I know I was too I was just like no he is a sociopath (laughs) Like, that was too smooth of an ant, like, but, like, smooth for her and, like, super shitty for everybody else, including the people who pick him. I just felt bad for the other guy. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Nobody wanted him, the poor boy. Oh, my God. What if Celeste picked him? I was hoping. I'm not going to lie, because, ugh. But, no, I (laughs) I really did love that Steve got his name twice. And Brandon didn't. Suck it, Brandon. I mean, we've never really seen at this point Steve as like a boyfriend. And at this point, we have no reason to believe that he wouldn't be a good one. I know he and Kelly didn't work out, but that's, we don't really know why. I mean, right? Yeah, I mean, I think she, she broke up with him, right? Like we've had that confirmed because he kept trying to be like, it was mutual. No, it wasn't. Right. Um, but then he dated, uh, who is the gold digger? The one who just like Christine. Okay. I thought it was Christine. Yeah. Cause Chris Steve. Oh yeah. <laughs> but we've had another Christine since then. So like that one's just gone for me, but like he was a pretty good boyfriend to her until he truly found out that she only wanted him for his money. Yeah. And that's what I mean. Like he on paper, he seems like a really good guy. Like, Honestly, even if you take away, like, not put him on paper and just have a conversation with him, he also seems like a good guy. And I don't know. I just really want Steve to get a girl that really appreciates him. That's, I want Steve to be happy because I think that's going to work out better for all of us, Yeah, honestly. Because, like, <laughs> I was very conflicted about Steve this episode. I spent a lot of time thinking we were getting good guy Steve and then kind of flip-flopping back and forth with that. Because, I mean, at the beginning of the episode, when Kelly is really upset because nobody wants to talk to her, Steve is like, all right, fine. I'll tell you what's up so that you feel better. But, like, you can't tell anybody I told you. You're having a surprise party. And then he promises he's going to be there because she says that, you know, you're the only one I feel like I can trust. And then he doesn't show up until she's hospitalized. Right. Which, Which, I mean, she – thankfully, I don't think she realized. I mean, not thankfully because – she was passed out in the bathroom is why she didn't realize. Yeah. But like Steve. I know. And I mean, it was like his intentions were honorable and he definitely like had the right intention, but he also didn't pay attention. And I listen. know when he gets picked and they get whisked off to this date and he's just like, no one told me. And Celeste is like, they told you multiple times. Yeah. I was in the room. When they told you multiple times. <laughs> and he's just like, no one said any of this to me. I have a birthday party to go to. Exactly. Which, like, I don't understand why they were like, you're going to lose us so much money or whatever they say. Like, okay. I didn't fully understand the prize. Like, I, yeah, like I get it with a date, but it sounded like it was, sounded like it was more like a trip. You know, like, because it made it sound like it was, like, an all-inclusive, like, resort or something or other. 
but it wasn't. It was just like you're going to a hotel and you're going to eat a fancy dinner. Yeah, but like in Santa Barbara and they're in some other part of LA, which like close enough, but like they are teenagers. You can't just be taking them to other zip codes. Right. Like, I don't think Steve is 18 yet. We have no idea. <laughs> well, we know his birthday is in May because his birthday was on prom night or oh, homecoming right. night or whatever. That's right. Yeah, so he's but, definitely not 18 yet. And then, yeah, they, like, they get in this limo. He's so upset about it. And Celeste is such a trooper because he's just like, I don't want to listen to music. I don't want to talk to you. I'm really upset. I have this thing to go do with my friend who's a girl. And Celeste is just like, you have really good intentions. I like this for you. I'm going to eat my dinner really fast. I wrote the same thing down. Like at the beginning, like when they first were in the limo, I was like, Celeste is being really cool about all this. She clearly doesn't know that Steve's best friend is a girl. But then wait, she finds out Steve's best friend is a girl and is still really cool about it. (laughs) So, yeah, I was trying to figure out in my own head. So they, they win the date. And the guy is like, oh, you'll have to tell us all about it while we whisk you off and, you know, all this backstage whatever. And then just throw them in this limo. And I was like, so I guess they're not filming it. They're just paying for this really nice dinner and sending you on it without capitalizing on this whatever. But then I imagined they were filming it. And they get there and they haven't filmed the limo ride. They just have everything set up there. And they get out of the car and Celeste just starts shoveling food in her face. (laughs) Just like, don't talk to me right now. Eat really fast. And then just be like, all right, good date. Bye. Mm -hmm. Nice to meet you. Bye. (laughs) And then, yeah, she just drops him off at the peach pit and is just like, have a good birthday party. He doesn't, does he invite her in? I think he invites her in and she's like, no, I'm not going to go with you, but like, you better call me. That's right. Or like, he says like, oh, thanks. I'll call you. And she's like, you better. You better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, he better. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that reminds me um, of Saturday Night Live. There's Black Jeopardy, and one of the categories <laughs> was "You Better." <laughs> oh, I re- I think I remember that one. It's the one with Tom Hanks, and that one gets me every time. I, I say it's got to be why I remember it because I love the Tom Hanks one where everyone is just so surprised that he's like, "Yeah, I love Medea." <laughs> yeah, they're all like, "You all right, Doug?" <laughs> but yeah, um, so after that, I mean. Well, after that, it's it's ongoing. It's, Going back go to the main all story. The way back. <laughs> well, yeah, no, this is perfect because we'll converge at the Peach Pit. Yeah, with both stories. Um, because yeah, we go back to the beginning where like Kelly has just found out that they're gonna throw the surprise party for her, and she's in a bad mood, so she decides to go home early. But had she already talked to Dylan at this point? Um, she had, yeah, 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 because she, yes. it hadn't been lunch yet or or whenever she decided to go home, because she, this was right after she overhears Steve saying, like, it's perfect, like, the perfect girl is the legs to the neck and blah, 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 and she's like, there's no such thing as perfect, yeah. and then she approaches Dylan and says that people are acting weird, and he, he's like, what, like, she's like, even you are acting weird, he's like, what do you mean I'm acting weird, I'm just reading a book, and... Now we know that Dylan knows that she's taking the diet pills, but he hasn't really been saying anything until now, at least from what we know. And he's like, I really hate to see you starve yourself. Yeah, it seems like 
you know, at first she wasn't, she was like doing a pretty decent job of hiding the fact that she was skipping meals. Then she's not hiding the fact that she's taking the diet pills, but she's hiding the volume of the diet pills that she's taking. And then, yeah, she pulls one of these out to like have a diet pill with a diet Coke or a diet Mm -hmm. Pepsi, which just sounds really gross to me. Taking Mm -hmm. a pill with soda does not appeal to me. And then he starts reading the back of it. And yeah, I love that. He's like, this is so unhealthy for you. Fiber. (laughs) Yeah. Like the first ingredient was like fiber and calcium or something. But then the next one was, I wrote it down. See if I can pronounce it. Phenylpropanolamine. That sounds right. Nice work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so I Googled it and I think it was the FDA actually did say like, don't take this because it will cause strokes, but not until 2000. Oh, wow. Like around this time they were saying like, it's totally healthy to use as an appetite suppressant. Jeez. But yeah, I did look it up and it was like, oh yeah, this was very popular for over-the-counter stuff in like 2000 was when the FDA said like, stop taking it. That's crazy. I mean, they do allude to that later on, which is also interesting that, you know, they say like this can cause, the doctor ends up saying this can cause like a stroke in some cases and blah, blah. So that that's crazy. Um, it's just also what's interesting about this, like, because obviously Dylan is reading the package. He's realizing like, this is bad for you. But he doesn't actually, like, intervene or really take it all that seriously, I guess. And it just kind of dawned on me how different his relationship is with Kelly's or with Kelly than his was with Brenda. Even in the beginning. Like, I don't know. It's just – and granted, how they got together is so different also. But it just seems like, do they even like each other? Yeah, I just – it feels like they – are trying to at least in this episode just like be super normal mm-hmm. which like you're you're in the gang in beverly hills 9020 you are not normal mm-hmm. yeah he's like oh, i'm just reading a book we're gonna have a party for you later like you're taking diet pills but you're not gonna pass out in a bathroom right like they're just trying to be so normal and it's just it it's not normal it's weird mm-hmm. but like yeah i felt like there was a lot more tension with him and Brenda and like the thing with him and Kelly that gets really weird is they always have these like weird interactions during the episode and then by the end of the episode you're just like oh they're so cute I know yeah and like makes you want to fight for them or like be really happy they're together but at the same time you're like wait why do I think that yeah like I don't know. I just I can't get on board with it. And then at the end of this episode, when he's like, "It's t- it's late. You should go to bed," and she turns out the light, and he just like gets into a chair so that he can sit with her while she sleeps. It's just like, stop it. I know. <laughs> what is happening? I know. And but again, to your point, like it makes us root for them a little bit. But I'm also like, but do I just want them to be friends? Because I think yes, um, they're acting more like friends. But I mean, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I still don't think Dylan is a good boyfriend. Right, 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 right. He does like, good things, but not consistently enough. That's it was it was a fine episode for Dylan and Kelly, but it still just like kind of bothers me that nobody realized all this stuff about her. Yeah, for sure. And then especially given like if I'm just putting my mind in the mind of a teenager, it's just like how obsessive you know, teenage relationships can be like, you're wanting to talk all the time. You're wanting to see each other all the time. Like 
school is not enough time for you to see each other and be around each other and all that. So yeah, just, and granted the way we've been rationalizing it is because Dylan's just had this massive trauma. So his eye's been off the ball. Kelly's eye has been focused on her issues and trying to be there for Dylan and being bad at it. Like as she calls it. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's just a weird relationship between the two of them that I really struggle with same and I mean yeah so you know she gets really mad at him for making comments about her starving herself and you know reading the back of the pill packet because her whole thing is you can get it over the counter it's got to be safe which is even what Jackie says when they're in the hospital and I'm just like ladies well and to be fair even the doctor's like it is safe if you take it properly which you yeah. have not been doing. Yeah. Which, I mean, technically, like, ibuprofen's the same way. Like, you you take a bad, like, you take the wrong dose, and yeah, it can be bad. It can cause problems, and it can combine with other stuff. Like, of course, anything, every, that's why everything in moderation, but but this was obviously much more severe than just ibuprofen. Oh, God, yeah. And I just had, like, this total recovered memory, I guess, of, like, you know, I don't know about you guys, but, like, when I first got my period, it was fine. And then, like, in high school when, like, you're also going through growth spurts and, like, hormones and all of this stuff, like, it was unbearable. And I would just, like, have this incredible back pain and cramps and all this stuff. And, like, I definitely took two to four times the suggested Tylenol Mm -hmm. at least once a month. And now I'm just, like, do I have liver damage? (laughs) I doubt it. <laughs> I mean, probably a fair thought. <laughs> probably not. But like, I'm sitting here being like, Kelly's taking too many pills. And I'm like, I literally did this exact same thing. Yeah, I definitely did too. Fucking Advil liquid gels. Yeah. <laughs> well, cause shit hurt. Mm-hmm. God, being a girl sucks. Yeah. Yeah, it's not the best. I mean, yeah. And Kelly, like, speaking back to being a girl and especially everything that she's been going through, like, she gets mad. She goes home and searches the fridge and finds potato salad and just starts binging, perhaps? Like, at least, like, starting to? Kind of. The problem with, like, so she takes, you know, a couple of bites really fast and then realizes what she's doing and throws it all into the sinks that she won't eat it anymore. So I do wonder if we're supposed to assume that, yeah, she was binging the potato salad but the problem with that is like you can't really binge on tv shows right because like if they have to film it multiple times you have to just keep shoveling potato salad into your mouth and by the third take you're like you know what I don't even like potato salad (laughs) what is this (laughs) can we at least eat anything else yeah true but yeah I think it's probably fair to assume that like this was either supposed to be a binge or supposed to be the start of a binge Mm -hmm. which yeah she throws all the potato salad into the sink and then that family like turns the corner and the dad lights up in the house like rude so rude like wait until you bought the house like because i'm not going to judge you for what you do in your own house but like this ain't your place dude this also is the 70s i'm pretty sure he was their realtor or their broker so he's the man selling the house and smoking while he's giving a tour. That's almost Ugh. worse. <laughs> that would yeah. Feel, yeah. That would feel so invasive. Like it already feels invasive enough to have people go through your house to buy it. 
and then they're smoking in it. So like when they leave, it's not even like a perfume that you can like get out like cigarette smoke sticks. Yeah. Yeah. And then Kelly makes that weird comment where he's, you know, they're all talking and they're like, oh, I was just talking about this school district. Kelly, you go to school in this district. How's it like? And she's like, I just dropped out. Yeah. He's like, no, you, Kelly, you just ditched. <laughs> yeah. You cut eighth period. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, she's angry and like, it's the same thing of she goes upstairs and she sees the other people with Jackie like holding a sweater and she's just like, well, why don't you just take all my CDs? Do you want my boyfriend? Yeah. And she's like, Brad's like, not even a good color on you. Oh my God. I like, it's all supposed to be because she hasn't been eating. She's irritable. Her heart is going a thousand miles a minute, but I am kind of digging this Kelly. Like, I'm glad we get it for one episode and like, hopefully she gets better after this. But I was having fun where she was just like, do you want that? Do you want that? Do you want this? I don't even like my boyfriend anyway. <laughs> yeah. I've noticed that you like, alter like, what is it? Like alternate reality versions of characters. Like an oh, arrow I love it. Felicity was punk Felicity, which let's be real. Everyone would love punk Felicity. When in Supergirl, she was bad Supergirl for a day or whatever. And then now <laughs> like angry Kelly. Well, <laughs> So what you're saying is, I like when nice girls go bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're like the Cobra Starship song, Good Girls Go Bad. <laughs> to be fair, though, the only reason I really liked when Supergirl went bad was because of how misogynistic that show has been to her so far. Of just like, whoa, this woman has emotions. It's true. It's true. Like... <laughs> I, I will literally never forget that episode where she's just like, I'm not supposed to have emotions. And everyone's like, no, you're not. Anyway. Moving just along. Yeah. Shut it down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so after that, hold on, we I get mean, a bunch gets, of. Well, she gets over it. Yeah. Like pretty quickly. It's, it's a mood swing, right? Because she goes. The next time we see her, Jackie is making coffee and she comes in and is like, so are they going to buy the house? That's right. Yep. Yeah. Because Jackie's just like, no, and we're probably never going to see them again. What's wrong with you? But then Kelly tries to tell her what's wrong with her and is like, I'm going through a lot right now. And Jackie's just like, so is everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, Jackie, just listen. Yeah. This felt weird for their relationship because I like... I felt like up until this point, we got like they had gotten to a place where they could be pretty open and honest with each other and not not really dance around stuff. Like the problem is, is like Kelly was dancing a little bit and then Jackie wasn't taking anything she was saying seriously. She was just like totally invalidating Kelly's feelings. So it was like a double whammy of if you don't have a good relationship with your mom or your daughter, like vice versa. And which was just so out of character for them, because even. I mean, think about it. When they were on that spa day or that spa retreat, she, Kelly, approached Jackie about cocaine. Like, legitimate. Like, what daughter is able to do that with her mother if they don't have a good open relationship? So I just feel like we took some pretty significant steps back, um, and it just didn't feel right. Yeah, I I definitely agree with you. I feel like they've – so I kind of saw this as, like, a little bit of a parallel because the first time we saw Jackie was in Perfect Mom. Well, oh, good the call. first time 
we like really saw Jackie. I think mm-hmm. she was in an episode before that, but like not this Jackie, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, the first time we saw her was when she was perfect mom and she was, you know, doing cocaine at the fashion show. And now we see Kelly taking all of these diet pills before her birthday party. Um, so I kind of saw like a parallel there. And I agree with you, like since that perfect mom episode, they have been, you know, really building up this relationship and, you know, having an open and honest conversation. And it seems to me that part of this disconnect we keep we seem to keep feeling is that I don't know and maybe they're trying to do something of like this is from Kelly's perspective but it seems like nobody cares about Kelly Mm -hmm. like you know she and Brenda basically repair their friendship at the end of this episode and there are even multiple comments of Brenda being like yeah I'm gonna go to this birthday party but most of the time we don't even know that we're friends and you know Kelly feeling like nobody cares about her and you know Jackie's got a lot of stuff on her mind. Dylan just went through a whole bunch of trauma. Like it very much feels like this is the nobody cares about Kelly show. Mm-hmm. I think and, you're right. I mean, I think, well, I mean, even with her saying like the only person she feels like she can trust right now is somebody who's not her boyfriend, not her family. It's her ex-boyfriend who for a while weren't on good terms and don't even really hang out slash talk that much like at least in a one-on-one setting so that says a lot about how she feels about her own relationships with the people closest to her I mean the fact that she never went to Donna about this stuff too like that was kind of surprising as well yeah she never goes to Donna and David and I mean that's a pretty good point is she's choosing Steve over all of these other people and we've listed like Jackie's going through something Dylan's going through something Kelly and Brenda are going through something But realistically, like, you know, David's busy, but he didn't just have a traumatic experience and he lives with her. He's her brother. And then Donna's been her best friend for however long. Mm -hmm. They just and Donna's throwing her this party. And I feel so bad. We just like don't really get a lot of Donna in this episode. We don't. Not for the level of effort that she's putting in. I know. I, I do love when she like walks up to Brenda and is just like, we need to have this party at your house. And Brenda's just like, really? And then Brenda goes home and Cindy's like, well, you could have this party at this house. And she's just like, mom, not the point, mom. (laughs) I know we can always do everything and then just tell you later and you will have pre-planned to have a party at the house. (laughs) Exactly. Do you think that Cindy's new hobby is just like having party supplies ready? She's just I mean, like, is it the surprise 18th birthday? Is that the <laughs> I invited seven people to Thanksgiving without telling you party? <laughs> yeah. I feel Wait, like after the I feel like after the first time, she probably just went and got stuff just to have, just in case. Cause Cindy isn't the type to be unprepared more than once. Oh yeah. No, like I think the only time she's had a problem with it was when Brandon offered up the house for a wedding. But even then, she was just like, but we're going to do it. Yeah, like stuff's still going to get done. <laughs> Cindy accepts the challenge she's every like, time. She's like Ron Burgundy when he goes into the jazz club and he's like, oh, I'm really not prepared and just pulls a flute out of his sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like they come home and they're like, Cindy, we need to have a surprise 18th birthday party. And she, like, already has an earpiece in. And she's like, shh, I'm on the florist for an 18th birthday party. (laughs) Yeah. 
No, we agreed on swans, not doves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Cindy. Yeah, she's great. And I mean, speaking of that conversation where Brenda and Cindy are talking, that's when Brenda starts making all these comments about Minnesota and yeah. missing her friends back there because she mentions this girl, Darla, who like she hasn't talked to in a while. And I tried to figure this out and I couldn't find the name. I probably should have just gone back and watched the episode, but you know, I do my level of research. But in the slumber party episode, when they're like revealing truths and whatnot, Brenda does talk about how she had a friend back in Minnesota who like either she stole the friend's boyfriend or they like dated behind each other's backs. Do you remember that? No. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I'm Googling this. Oh, wait, no, that's an actress. Never mind. Yeah, I, I did a little bit of Googling and I like tried to find synopses and I don't know that Brenda even named this friend, but she was talking about stuff that happened in Minnesota because I think she mentions dating a friend's boyfriend or like stealing him or dating him after her or something because then Kelly mentions trying to go on a date with Dylan after he and Brenda had already gone on a date. Okay, I Googled. So Darla is um, Brenda's friend from Minnesota. Okay. We won't see her until season four. <gasps> Google, stop. <laughs> Google, stop. Hey, Google. Shut up. I'm sorry. I forgot I had that thing. I was looking around like, what? I thought it was mine because she's over here. <laughs> it's like, how did you hear her? I thought it was my Siri just going off under. The, yeah, no. <laughs> no, that scared me. So, what? What did yeah, she we'll say? Yeah, we'll see her in season four. I couldn't. I couldn't even hear her. <laughs> so I mean, now I know why. I'm not going to say anything, but now it's things are clicking. Well, I mean, it's you know probably spoiler to say we see Darla, and she even mentions like, oh, she's getting ready to go to University of Minnesota, like everybody else. Um, but it does feel like. Brenda just wants to leave. And I think, you know, uh, Shannon Doherty makes it to season five. I think it's five, yeah. Does she make it to season five or through season five? I think two. But okay. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. It could be somewhere in season five. I'm not, I can't remember. Yeah, that's something that I don't totally know slash remember slash don't really want to know because I don't want to know that, like, we're on a countdown clock of only 60 episodes left. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, she starts making all those comments about Minnesota, and I just thought it was really funny that we're getting back to this whole Minnesota Midwestern values, but Brenda was like, oh yeah, I stole my friend's boyfriend in Minnesota, and now she's in Beverly Hills, and she's like, I can't believe Kelly stole my boyfriend. I'm going to leave. <laughs> How weird. <laughs> I would never have seen this coming. Yeah, I mean, it was such a weird thing to bring up or a weird scene to have but it felt out of place just given what else was happening in the episode I, yeah I mean they were trying to set up for something else which I do appreciate that they're giving us a little more lead time with things it's true but it was just like a thing thrown in there that made me you know go off on a whole different tangent 
And then while she's doing that and, like, wrapping a sweater for Kelly, Kelly is just, like, not getting ready for this party because she can't find a shoe. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, that whole thing was just Kelly yelling and saying she's not going and, like, having another mood swing. Jackie finds the shoe. She and Dylan leave. She reveals to Dylan that she knows it's a surprise party. At the same time, she's like, oh, my God, I'm so hot. And Dylan's just like, no, you're not. Who told you about the surprise party? Yeah, he's like, no, it's freezing outside. Who told you? I'm like, bruh, this is a problem. Which, like, you know, if it was only that, whatever. Mm Because, like, I run really hot. Even today, like, we were sitting watching Supermarket Sweep and I moved my leg and John was just like, what is wrong with you? (laughs) Like, I get running hot. But at the same time, like, if you know she's taking these pills, she's not eating, she's e- drinking a lot of caffeine, she's yelling and throwing stuff in her closet, and now she's like, oh, my God, I'm really hot, I'm sweaty, like, I'm having flashes, like, put them together. Right. It's a problem. And her heart was racing, too, and they even showed, like, right after Dylan and Kelly walk out of the room that she left the diet, diet pills at home. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't have those to fall back on or or whatever. Yeah. Um, Which, like, yeah. I don't know, maybe she crashed because she didn't have them or, like, she had taken extra before they left so that she wouldn't have to. I don't know. But she gets to the peach pit. Um, they're late and everybody's commenting on how they're late. Brandon is sniffing cheese. <laughs> uh And, I mean, basically, like, the party does not last very long. Like, she gets there. Brenda says hi. uh, She goes into the bathroom. Someone we've never seen before is like, oh, are you okay? And then leaves. And then she passes out. Mm -hmm. And then nothing happens until Brenda goes to the bathroom and finds her on the floor. Yep. Which, like, I can't even imagine. I genuinely, like, I never want that to be a thing in my life. Mm -mm. I would freak out. Well, and Brenda manages to kind of keep her cool. Like, she starts screaming for people to call 911 and, like, tries to get Kelly to wake up. But, like, she actually, like, goes into action. Because, yeah, my biggest fear is that I walk in and, you know, somebody has passed out or something. And I'm just like, um. Yeah, like, you freeze or, like, go hysterical or. I just want them to be friends again. I mean, that's all I want. Like, they're the best part of the show. Like, I don't care what anybody says about any character or any relationship or whatever. Brenda and Kelly are the best relationship on the show. And I did write in all caps, Brenda and Kelly, please be friends again when they're both at the peach pit talking to each other. Mm -hmm. And yeah, because I mean, so after that, we kind of flash forward to Steve showing up after the party has basically just falling apart and they're cleaning up and Nat tells him what happened so he can rush to the hospital and then it's a kind of a weird conversation where Brandon is just like does she have anorexia or bulimia which is like that's a pretty far leap bud well it's not a diagnosis you can make and I feel like it was the point of it was to show everyone in the friend group just being like well I've never seen her do that Mm mm-hmm I was like, well, that's because eating disorders are really hard to die. Like, you have to know that this person is not eating. You have to see the physical responses to it, which passing out in a bathroom, eating a ton of diet pills. But, like, it was just 
it felt very invasive to me that all the friends are sitting there being like, is she bulimic? Well, and also, like, to your point about it's hard to diagnose someone else, but typically binging and starving don't happen in public. Like, especially, like, the binging and purging part of it, right? Like, you just Mm – it's not something that you would really notice, I feel like. You would notice more, like, if somebody was rapid weight loss or fainting or, you know, the other actual symptoms that – you still don't necessarily jump to, oh, this is an eating disorder. Yeah. Well, because, you know, he says that. And then Andrea even says, like, has anybody seen her binging and purging? I think is Andrea is the one who's like, well, the textbook definition of this is. And then everyone's Mm -hmm. like, no, I haven't seen Kelly do that. Right. But then we really get the doctor scene um, talking to Jackie and Kelly. And I just, I feel like Kelly doesn't, really still like grasp this like not taking it seriously she still doesn't want to eat she like rolls her eyes when the doctor's like you need to eat something and she's like ugh and it it doesn't even seem like Jackie's really taking it that seriously either yeah yeah I was trying to wait till we got to this point to bring it up and I completely agree with you that it feels like this isn't actually over for Kelly and I'm actually I I might be a little upset if we don't see her struggle with this a little bit more. And they're just like, well, she was hospitalized once, so I think we're done. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, Jackie, her first thing is, like, these pills are supposed to be safe. You can get them over the counter. And the doctor's like, well, yeah, they're safe if you take them how you're supposed to. But she's been taking a ton of them, and nobody noticed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's saying, like, she should get into therapy. She should go talk to other people. And she's sitting there with that, like, sunken eye look being like, but I feel so much better. I'll eat some really calorie-heavy meals. How about that? Yeah, she's like, I'll I'll eat like a pig or something. Yeah, I'll I'll pig out three times. Yeah. And she's like, I'm not going to sit around in a circle and talk to ten people about, uh, like, whatever she said. Like, like, nobody was taking it seriously. Yeah, and it, it, like, really worried me because – You know, they had a couple of things where the doctor's like, this could lead to stroke. Like, you know, you're okay now, but you could be a lot worse, which, like, she's not okay now. Mm -hmm. And then even Jackie is just like, okay, you know, yeah, you heard what he said. You can't do this anymore. But, like, yeah, then they're just like, well, there's no reason to keep you in the hospital. You can go. Mm -hmm. And then even after that, like, my next note is about – I might even be a little bit before this, but – everyone leaves they're all just like oh we're gonna go to the coffee shop and we'll be back later it's like your friend needs you you Mm -hmm. should be like if I was in the hospital and was allowed visitors and I knew that my friends were all there when this happened and then nobody was there just be like why did you leave me this is right this is why Kelly thinks nobody cares about her this is the time to show that, like, you're super there for her and you're just like, well, I don't want to be too many cooks in the kitchen or, like, whatever. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's 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 the point. You want to be more cooks than you need right now. Yeah. Like, right now, you want to be there for when she wants you. Like, this is mm-hmm. for her. And, I mean, Brenda and Dylan stay and they, like, have a little talk about Brenda and Kelly's relationship. Um, everybody comes in to see her and – like, I honestly thought that the Steve moment was going to be a little bigger since they had spent the time being like, you're the person I trust. I really have to leave this show so that I can get to my friend's birthday. And then 
everybody's already in the room with her when Steve gets there and then like he visibly shows up late and then I mean it's it's cute him being like you didn't tell anybody I ruined the surprise right but like that was literally it yeah I really wish what we would have had which we sort of did with Brenda but not enough was the whole like you really scared me. Don't you ever do that again? Like the tough love kind of talk, right? Like, cause Brenda, I think it would have been the most authentic coming from Brenda, but because they're in such a weird place right now, it almost couldn't be. So, you know, cause I think I've heard lines like that before. That's like, where they almost talk in the third person where like nobody like my best friend doesn't do blah 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 or like you know that's my best friend you're talking about or you know stuff like that Mm -hmm. I feel like we could have had that if they were in a better place but you're right I think maybe that could have come from Steve or Dylan um but it didn't yeah and I did think like the Brenda and Kelly moment was pretty good I appreciated what we did get is a little weird when Brenda said she was going to take Kelly out for ice cream, so I was like, she just took a bunch of diet pills. Maybe, like, ease up to the ice. Let's start with frozen yogurt. Yeah, yeah. Like, maybe a bowl of fruit. Like, <laughs> start small. <laughs> maybe, like, a meal. Toast? <laughs> a full banana? Yeah. Decaf I mean, coffee? Yeah. I mean, you could definitely I, – I guess on the bright side is, like, you could feel the awkwardness when she was even saying that, which was kind of the point. And so I guess kudos to Shannon Doherty on that one. But they just play off each other so well. They really do. I'm telling you, they're the best part of the show. Yeah. Yeah. And I really think that, you know, if they can get their relationship back on track, it's going to work out a lot better because they are like, let's go jogging together. Let's, you know, take self-defense classes. Let's, Let's do things together and like be there for each other. Right. Right. Because I think – I really think that if Brenda had been around, basically, you know, this might still have happened, but maybe we could have, like, caught it early. I'm saying we, like, I'm there. <laughs> but, like, maybe th- this could have, you know, wound down earlier and we wouldn't have had to see Kelly in the hospital. I fully believe Brenda would have called her out. Brenda would have noticed and Brenda would would have absolutely called her out on it. Oh, yeah. Brenda's not scared to fight. No. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, even if nobody really noticed, I mean, Dylan noticed, but he didn't call her out, like, because that's not Dylan's personality. Mm-hmm. If, I don't know, I just feel like Brenda definitely would have if they were still close. Um, And then, yeah, speaking of Dylan, like, everybody else, so everybody goes in, then Steve goes in, then everybody leaves except Brenda, and she talks to her, and then... The episode ends with Dylan in the hospital room with her being like, it's tired, go to sleep. And then like, you know, sitting in the armchair with her and I felt some tears. I was like, but that's the thing. Like he's kind of been like meh boyfriend up to this. And then now I'm just like, you're here for her. But like, yeah, this one didn't grab me as, as good as some of the other Dylan moments at the end of episodes with him and Kelly. Cause I'm like, you kind of have to stay with her. Like, where the f- is Jackie? Like, she's not even there. Granted, she probably showed up I mean, later. But well, and I, well, maybe there's not, a, though. There's a baby there. There's, like, yeah. other shit that has to get handled, insurance, whatnot. Like, 
I would appreciate all these things happening. But yeah, like you can't just not have anybody there with her. Yeah, exactly. That's why I was kind of like, didn't land as hard because like somebody had to be there. Yeah, for sure. It's the thing of like Dylan roller coaster kind of a thing of like, I don't really appreciate some of what he's done earlier in the episode. And then now he's just like, you need me. So I'm here. Right. No question. It's true. It's true. I mean, at least he's there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's that's it. Mm-hmm. That's the episode. So would you grade it? I don't know. I mean, it wasn't one of my favorite episodes, but it definitely wasn't a bad episode. Um, I'd probably give it a B minus, maybe. That's what I did. Yeah. Yeah, I, I gave it a B minus. Um, I did not come up with a grade for it or like a b is for blah blind dating i guess like i feel like love at first sight they shouldn't have actually seen what these girls looked like so celeste being like how do you put all three of us into the perfect woman i feel like brandon should have been like well you're all about you're all giant question marks so (laughs) a bigger question mark yeah right yeah, I don't know. I don't really have a clever one either, which about sums up the episode because it was just kind of eh. Yeah, B for birthday party. True. Yeah, that's a good yeah, one. That's all I got. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was fine. It was a fine episode. Yeah. So what's next week? Glad you asked. Next week is season three, episode 25, Senior Poll pretty straightforward with that one so okay but at least we're focusing on like finishing the school year right like we actually have kind of a timeline this whole season yeah no I like I like the like ramp up to the end of senior year like it's kind of making me feel my own like almost out of high school like there's Mm -hmm. excitement there and I'm for it oh yeah totally I I don't have anything good to end the episode with because because it was just meh (laughs) well I'm like it doesn't end on a happy note I don't think Mm -hmm. I really have anything in my notes to end it on a happy note oh I've got one oh okay Jordan Bonner was in the episode and he was all like close with Andrea and they were cute okay yeah I like it I'll take it love it speaking of Andrea I will I'm gonna piggyback off of that I loved that she told Brandon that he should go on the dating show so that he could write a piece about it because they need to fill page three (laughs) And then he commented about it or called her out. He was like, always looking for a story. (laughs) Steve being like, it's got the Andrea Zuckerman seal of approval. You have to do it. Love it. So good. I love Andrea. So good. There we go. We got a high note. Perfect. And I bet Andrea is part of that senior poll next week. We shall see. Yeah. We will find out next week. And until then, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Podcast. Yep, and you can send us your thoughts, your comments, your questions, your behind-the-scenes stuff, uh, really anything. Just send us a hi, you know? Why not? But you can do that by emailing us at backtopodcast at gmail.com. That's B-A-C-K-T-O podcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to like, subscribe, share, leave a review, five-star rating, all that fun stuff in the iTunes store or, uh, you know, wherever you listen to your podcasts because those really help us. And, you know, we want to see that you guys are enjoying it. You know, you can leave us reviews there and we'll give you a shout out on the podcast. Yeah, those are always fun. 
and do the shout out. So give us more stuff and we'll shout it out. Yeah, we are like kind of caught up on our correspondence. So can you believe? (laughs) Give us more. Rebuild Rebuild it and then we'll get behind again and then catch up again. Yeah. Just, Just recreate the cycle. I love it. It sounds good. Do that. Yeah. Cool. And until then, uh, from all of us at Back to You Podcast, I'm Ariel. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Mary. Bye. Bye. See ya. <laughs>